For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. <clears throat> Harley, they have been waiting for this one. The Houston yep. Texans fall to the Jacksonville Jaguars 24 to 21. The Texans now find themselves six and five, third in the AFC South, overall in the AFC ninth. This game against the Broncos has become a must-win if you are thinking playoffs, but we are reacting to the Houston Texans' loss to Jacksonville. Real quick, guys, we just want to let you know that this episode brought to you by Bet Online. For all you betting stuff, the holiday season is off and rolling with NFL in full stride in the NBA and NHL hidden midseason form. Bet Online is your number one destination for all your sports wagering info. With to with up-to-the-minute sports wager news, odds, trends, and predictions, Bet Online is the top spot for everything pro and amateur sports. And not just the big four, Bet Online has info available at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access at any time for almost any sport that is played, from MMA to international soccer. Head to the Bet Online today and remember to use our promo code BLEAV, believe. For your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit, bet online where the game starts. Uh, where the game starts, and you know, the game yesterday, Harley, it it was it was tough, right? At no way at all am I disappointed or discouraged in this Houston Texans team to even be in this game with all the stuff that we're gonna talk about. And only be down by three, and it comes to a a field goal from your backup kicker. The Houston Texans still had a chance to tie this game and send it to OT. Man, I love the big game experience that they are getting in this season. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. Um, this isn't what we were expecting this season, regardless. Mm-hmm. But the expectations have gotten higher. So. Yes, sir. You know, it is what it is. I mean, we, we're, we're going to get into the referees. We're going to get into a lot of the other stuff that, that you know, we could have done better at as a team. Um, but you can't you can't just go into – like, I know there's a lot of fans who are like, oh, well, I don't want to blame the referees for this loss. And believe me, I'm one of those guys too. I don't like so. blaming the refs. So. But I, the way this game was – you had the whole NFL talking about how poorly officiated this game was. And a lot of them were saying that it benefit, it was benefit for more towards the Jaguars, unlike the Houston Texans. Mm-hmm. Take it what you want. The Jaguars did get the, you know, Jalen Petrie hold and Stingley INT. We got the free touchdown there. 
you know, they say free touchdown. I don't count it as a free touchdown. You still got to work your way to get into the end zone. Mm-hmm. And CJ Stroud worked his ass off to get into that end zone. So Texans could have played better. Um, but we cannot hide the fact that the referees were very poor in this game. Harley, I don't think we've ever blamed the referee's performance in any one of our videos, right? I, you know, I tend to give referees the benefit of the doubt. I did a little ref in a couple of years ago, two years on a crew, shout out to here in Tasso. And so I understand how hard it is to ref 22 people on the football field and then having a coach on here on the sideline. I was the one who was working the chains. And the one thing they taught me was as a referee, never dictate the game and you never do makeup calls and that was all over this game yesterday right for the Jaguars who want to give me mess about that one Jalen Petrie hole that ended up in the Derek Stingley INT I will give you four other ones in the first quarter that happened the fact that four penalties were called on third down for Jacksonville extending their drives is insane. You talk about 70 yards taken away from Tank Dale. That penalty on that 65-yard bomb, I've seen Tyree Kill do that a hundred times, and I will continue to see him do it a hundred more. Then Tank Dale gets robbed on the sideline. I mean, clearly, two feet in bounds. This is 2023. How do we not have the technology to find that out? The false start that was not caught on the Jacksonville Jaguars backup left tackle, the holding call on Steven Nelson when he was guarding Calvin Ridley, the two in the end zone that got them two of their touchdowns, one by Tavier, the other one by Houston Carson. We don't want to be blamed the refs, guys. But, dude, this officiating was god-awful. Enough to where D'Amico Ryans was frustrated. I saw him. When when they missed that false start, he was furious. And I felt like it just carried on through the entire game. And credit the Houston Texans defense, right? If I'm a cornerback and I and I am getting called pass interference, pass interference, I'm scared to even touch you, man. Most teams fall. But shout out to this Houston Texans team for trying to overcome it. And, man, you went against the Jaguars and the refs this game. You sure did, and we all know the Houston Texans did not play their best football this Sunday. Mm. Um, you know, we're talking about the referees, and it's yes, it's it's a big factor into this game. Um, but when we get into the Houston Texans and their performance overall, they did not look that good this game. Didn't uh, they could have performed a lot better defensively, giving up big plays consistently. That was just nothing we haven't seen from this team. Mm-hmm. Offensive line struggling on nearly the whole game. I mean, this isn't the offensive line that we know of. You know, like they have been so resilient, battling through numerous injuries, numerous people just going in and out of the offensive line, and they just didn't perform well. And it was quite shocking to say the least. Um, Devin Singletary only getting six carries. Some of the play calling, you know, whether it be the fourth and one 30-yard fader out to Dalton Schultz, whether it be fourth and 12, which I know we're going to get into a little bit in going with Matt Amendola instead of maybe 
keeping the ball in the hands of C.J. Stroud, despite what analytics say. I would like to keep the ball in C.J.'s hands. Mm -hmm. I know we're going to get into that in a little bit, but overall the Houston Texans could have played better. Um, They should have played better. Mm -hmm. And the Jacksonville Jaguars, they might have gotten this win. They don't scare me. No. They did not. They didn't. And no point in this game made me go, man, okay, this is a legit team. 100%. And they're 8-3. and three. Yeah, the record's, you know, indicative of a good football team. And that's exactly what they are. I know we've we've joked with the mm. Trevor Lawrence stuff a lot. Trevor Lawrence is a good quarterback. Is he a generational quarterback that no. they said? No. There's nothing wrong with it. He's a good quarterback. He played good. All right? Had some missed throws here and there. He had some inaccurate throws. One of them being that interception to Derek Stingley, regardless of Jalen Petrie's hold. Maybe it's just an incomplete pass. It was not a beautiful pass, though. Mm. It was it was a it was an ugly pass. So all of that is to say we lost by three. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We lost back. by a doink and a 58-yard field goal to the backup kicker who's never... I don't think ever made a 50 plus yard field goal in his career. Mm-mm. And so his short career. And so that is needless to say. And for me right now, I'm ready for round three. Uh, I was just going to say it. I'm ready for it. Like they don't scare me at all. I am mm-hmm. not worried. I am not nervous. Mm-hmm. I got Jags fans with no bass in their throat trying to tell me who's oh, who, Jack, Jack, Jaguars, they're, 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 they're better than the Houston Texans, you know? Like, nah, man, say, say, say with your chest, man. Come on now. Be, be, be confident now. You know, people telling me Trevor Lawrence better than CJ Shaw. No, 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 no. People got tears in their eyes when they're saying that, man. Put a little bass in there. Say how you feel. Come on. Say with your chest. If you really feeling it, if you really believe it, you shouldn't have no problem spitting it out. Jaguars fans, nah. Give me a round three. Hell, let it be in Jacksonville. I already let it be in Jacksonville. Over there in Jacksonville. And they didn't show me nothing here in NRG. They just showed, okay, they could be competitive. But at the end of the day, the Houston Texans match up very well against mm. this Jaguar team. And I have no doubt in my mind, if there's a round three, ding, 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 Texans taking that dub. Yeah, no, I don't think. I don't know how you could be a Jags fan and feel confident about yesterday's game. And I said it heading in. All the pressure is on Jacksonville. Because if you lose to the Houston Texans, who are not supposed to be here, who no one thought we were going to be in this situation, that's fine. What they're going to say about the Texans is they are not just there yet. But if you're the Jags and lose this game, no one's going to take you serious. No one's going to believe in the hype, and they don't believe in the hype now. With the help of the referees, you barely won by three. If Kaimi Fairbairn, 
is in this game. I mean, we are talking about maybe a different outcome. With that being said, at least overtime, let's run this back. And for Jags fans to be happy about this W, it just goes to show me everything I need to know about you. And just the fact that you live in dirty Jacksonville, that is just disgusting, man. And low IQ fan base, right, saying that Trevor Lawrence out-dueled, outplayed C.J. Stroud. How much of his 364 yards came from Yak? I mean, maybe half his thing. Trevor Lawrence does not scare me. This Jacksonville team does not scare me. Let's run this back in the wild card at Jacksonville. Hell, it could be at 3 o'clock if you wanted to, and we are going to embarrass you just like what we did in week three, 37-17. But enough about that. Let's talk about the game. Yes, I do agree with Hardy. The trenches were lost on the offense and on the defense. This is the most pressured I've seen C.J. Stroud all year. Laramie Tunsil, he struggled with Josh Allen. Titus Howard was struggling. We don't know an update yet, but it looks like it is an apparent knee injury. Rookie Juice Scruggs filled in nicely at guard. I mean, first game in his season. Michael Dieter struggled. Shaq Mason struggled. George Fan struggled. And C.J. Stroud was sacked four times. It should have been seven, eight, or nine. C.J. Stroud showed elite pocket movement, showed that he could extend plays and, you know, cash in on them. That touchdown to Nico Collins, you know, breaking out the pocket and finding him and credit to Nico for, you know, making himself open and available. It struggled, man, and wasn't good in pass protection, wasn't good in run blocking. Then on the other side, there was no pressure on Trevor Lawrence whatsoever. He had all the time in the world to go back there, look at our defense, figure out what we're doing and know where he wanted to go with the football. Where was Jonathan Grenard? Where was Will Anderson Jr.? Where was Malik Collins and Sheldon rankings? I mean, he was just standing back there all day. And I think the trenches was the main reason why we lost this game. Yeah, I I completely agree. Zero sacks for the day from this Houston Texans defensive line. Where, you know, like I just said a a few moments ago in my previous video I just did, where the Houston Texans uh, are adding to the defensive line, Mm -hmm. uh, bringing Derek Barnett from the Philadelphia Mm. Eagles onto the Houston Texans. Uh, Hey, I'll take any help I can get. Derek Barnett isn't great. He's a decent player. Uh, He hasn't lived up to a first-round hype, 14th overall pick, somewhat of a bust. For coming out of the name from some Eagles fans, yeah, it it ain't nothing sexy, Texans fans. So don't hold it, don't hold it like he's a savior or anything. Um, He's got some nice highlights if that's what you want to look at. But overall, I'm looking at a guy that is six three, two sixty, and from what I've been just researching, it seems like he wanted to trade out of Philadelphia. They did not give him a trade. He's been wanting out of Philadelphia this coming season. Uh, the addition of Nolan Smith obviously didn't help him. Um, depth chart, he started falling down. Lack of production combined with that. The Eagles got so many defensive linemen. Okay, you know what, Derek Burnett? Here you go. You're out of here. Mm-hmm. So the Houston Texans snag him. And hopefully a Dylan Horton replacement. Still don't know what's going on with him. He's had some personal issues. Hope everything's okay on his end. 
Um, but Derek Barnett, hopefully, you know, he's he's an average around four to five sacks uh, a year and maybe change of scenery. Mm-hmm. D'Amico Ryans, who let's say, man, he's done really well with talent that nobody knows of, mm-hmm. nobody's heard of. DeAndre Houston Carson has played very well yep. in the absence of Jimmy Ward or Not Jalen Petrie. Mm-hmm. He's uh, had Eric Murray, of all people, who, who I know we haven't heard of in so long because of injury, um, but Eric Murray was playing very well under D'Amico Ryans. Mm-hmm. And Jay Stewart played very well under D'Amico Ryans. Kadar Holman, Henry Tuatu, six-round pick, Blake Cashman turning into a blossoming into a superstar linebacker for this team. So D'Amico has gotten production – out of guys that you're not supposed to be doing it. Mm-hmm. And so hopefully you get something here out of Derek Barnett and hopefully he could beef up this defensive line. Cause it, like you said, they were just non-existent against mm-hmm. Trevor Lawrence and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah. You like adding a veteran presence in him. Um, been in the playoffs, big play in the Super Bowl. You yep. know, how does he play in Houston? I'm not sure, but a, Nice addition, a rotational piece, man. Hopefully he does have some juice left in him. Oh, man, dude. It's just I was just amazed by how different our O-line performance was all the way back in week three where there was no Tunsil, no Juice Scruggs, no Titus Howard. Sack zero times, man. It's just it was a tough game, a game that was, like I said, like we said, came down to a Last second field goal, a doink. What are your thoughts on kicking it on fourth and 12, 58 yarder, instead of putting the ball in CJ Stroud's hands and maybe he converts it, you get a better shot at a closer field goal, or the game's over just right then and there? I don't have an issue with it because I saw the outcome of the kick, right? I mean, if it was wide right, if it was wide left, if it was short by 30, 20 yards, I would be upset, but it was a doink, man. And, ah, you know, it's like, it was just tickling me, tickling me. Yeah. I I also don't like taking the ball out of CJ Shaw's hands. However, it's a doink, man. It's, it. if he makes it, Domingo Ryan's gutsy call, it worked out. Yeah, um, as I, I mean, I mentioned it a little bit earlier. If anybody understood my tone of voice, I I really wasn't a fan of it. Um, mm. I'll be honest. Uh, Matt Amendola, again, I know analytics-wise, that was the right move to go with. Like mm-hmm. That was more of the in favor of the higher percentage chance to go with the field goal instead of going for it on 4th and 12. You had 34 seconds left um, in that game. I would have kept the ball in C.J. Stroud's hands. Mm. That is where the best player has the football in his hands, and I understand the percentages were low. But, damn it, you just converted a second and 25, I believe, on that drive. You gave up another sack, and, damn it, he almost got something out of nothing there. Mm-hmm. And I would have rather give the ball in C.J. Stroud's hands, and even if they still end up with a field goal, let's say he gets a first down, and they still get a, a field goal, you are at least closer. Mm. You know, At the end of the day, C.J. Stroud in the offense was – 
Yes, lots of penalties. Yes, we've harped on it. But it was uh, stagnant, man. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't the same offense that we've seen just go up and down the field, get those big plays. Granted, to your credit, you had a big play to kickstart the offense in a 70-yard pass to Tank Dell. And they call a pre-snap penalty that they don't throw the flag to at till the end of the play almost wasn't even the sideline judge exactly that's what i was about to say and it's just upsetting and that one really triggered me because i'm like dude this offense has been stagnant for quite some time and that was about to kickstart this offense into a different gear and now it's oh well we'll never know you know and it's upsetting because the referees killed that play Mm. and it killed your offense that drive and it killed it for few more drives so the texans offense uh they got to get started a little bit faster mm-hmm. you know you can't have you can't be you can't be stagnant for what this game was worth you know you know going into this game this game is for first place in the mm-hmm. afc south and we said it last week man and the conversation is is for some fans like oh well when we really when we really need the statement win, the Texans come up a bit short. And I know we don't like to say it, man. There are different teams. There, D'Amico said it. This is the 2023 Texans. You know, this ain't the same old, same old. But it's tough to get that out of the back of your mind, man. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, they got that statement win against Cincinnati. Nobody was really expecting it. Now you're expected. To get this statement win against the Jaguars and really take control of your destiny. Mm. And the Texans, throughout all of their good teams, have always missed that opportunity. I still remember the Texans being uh, going into the Patriots game. And, yes, they lost it, but they still had their destiny control. Mm. All they had to do was win one, just two of their final four games they lose to the Vikings and Adrian Peterson and Christian Ponder, who has a magnificent day on you going on an old school rant. But damn it for any OG Texans fans that remembers Christian Ponder running wild on the Houston Texans and Toby Gerhardt. God damn it. Shout out Texans, to Toby Gerhardt. If the Texans won one of those last three games, they would have got a first round bye mm. in the playoffs, something the Texans never had in their history. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. And this is where it goes. And the Texans had an opportunity to to control their fate, their Mm -hmm. destiny, and they let it fall through their hands. I know the refs didn't help you, but you can't rely on the referees to help you in any of these games. You got to start faster. You got to play better. Team, and thank you for the 699. It was a good game. Happy with the performance. Shame the refs made it about themselves. And that's my main point, Harley. It wasn't like the calls were just, it wasn't one big blown call. Yeah. It was multiple. It was favorable 
towards the Jacksonville Jaguars. And despite that, you almost lose by three. I mean, with this game, man, it's really hard to get a good grasp on the L because we know what the outlier was. Enough so that the Houston Texans themselves are sending some plays into the NFL to get it reviewed. Like, yeah. that is crazy. And it wasn't just us complaining about the refs, Harley. Like you, I mean, I, I saw the, okay, the Packers, the former Packers quarterback who's really big on TikTok and does, you know, the prize picks, has long hair, breaks down film. He was watching the Texans game, and he he's really blown up this offseason. I'll send you some of his clips. And he talked about Tyreek, you know, the Tyreek Hill route and the Jalen Water route with Tank Dell and talked about how the official crew was really bad. Robert Griffin III had his own tweet, right? Let me know how you feel about officiating. It was that bad. And for you to only lose by three to one of the best teams, like you said, one of the best teams in the NFL, you have to give them their, you know, their due diligence. They didn't scare you at all. At all. And, man... I'm more upset about the officiating performance because those big – I mean, the two pass interference calls in the end zone, insane. Tyvier Thomas on the pick the pick route, and then Houston Carlson. Like, that like – we – when have we seen that be called? It is frustrating, man. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard not to complain about these referees. Another thing I did not like, you mentioned it early, the play calling from Bobby Slowick, very spotty, very confusing. You go two weeks, 100 performances from Devin Singletary in back-to-back games, AFC Offensive Player of the Week, and you only run him six times for 18 yards, three yards of carry. I mean, I don't know what happened in – you know, the running game, Damian Pierce, welcome back. But only, what, five five rushes for 14 yards? Where was the running game that has been working for the Houston Texans? And you don't trust your backs to get you one yard? That's tough, man. Um, it, it is tough. I, I can't quite remember the two, the, the play before it, but fourth and one, though. It was the deep pass that was just. Nowhere near anyone. There was some miscommunication on the right sideline. And then it was the fade to Dalton Schultz on the other side. I didn't understand the fade to Dalton Schultz. It kind of felt like a broken play maybe. Um, so may, maybe it's just it, – obviously the All-22 in the film is it going to look a little bit better in regards to the uh, our, uh, our conversation around the fourth and one to mm-hmm. Dalton Schultz. But – I mean, ultimately, you're looking at a 30-yard fade route to Dalton Schultz. It's something that he's not his strength. Um, and I, again, I'd rather, if you don't trust your running backs to get the one yard, then, okay, you're going to pass the ball. Why do we have Dalton Schultz, who is deep? Nico Collins was also deep on the play. And I'm like, okay, why do we got two guys that are running 20, 30, 40 yards down the field when all we need is one yard. Mm-hmm. What what happened to the slant pass to Nico Collins? What happened to just a, maybe even a drag route? Hell, maybe something quick, maybe a little quick wide receiver screen to Tank Dale, get the ball in the playmaker's hands. You know, like something like that to where 
you know, it's fourth and one and you're just not, oh, well, let me just pray to God that it goes to T Dalton Schultz and mm -hmm. we get maybe a defensive pass interference. Like it wasn't a great pass from C.J. Stroud, but my overall critique on that is more so the play calling, yeah, not sure. so much on Stroud. I get it. He has to make that play too. Um, but this is that was more on Bobby Slowick on fourth and one. I, tough. And also, Dalton Schultz not being involved a lot in this game was surprising as well. Yeah. I mean, a lot yeah. of big game moments he has had in his first year with the Houston Texans. To see him with only two targets is, is insane. Very questionable play calling from Bobby Slowick because sometimes it just felt like he was just throwing things out there. And I have a question for you, man. How did you feel in the final drive? We're trying to come back. CJ Shaw taking those two big sacks. It sucks, and that's – I mean, your offensive line didn't help you there. You needed them to hold up for you on the last drive. Ultimately, you're looking at it – you, you got to look at it like, okay, you had, what, almost three minutes on the clock, mm -hmm. two timeouts, one timeout, two timeouts. And, you know, you're thinking you're down three. Mm -hmm. Hey, what we've seen from C.J. Stroud and company, we expected him to go down the field and if not score a touchdown, tie the game. <laughs> like I was expecting him to win the game. That's really what I was expecting. I thought he was going to go down the field and I thought, okay, great. Mm -hmm. I'm about to be here live in NRG and watch CJ Stroud throw a game winning touchdown pass to whoever. And I cannot wait to scream at the top of my lungs. I, I couldn't wait. It didn't happen. You mm -hmm. know, it's tough. The O-line's got to hold up though, man. They cannot Again, like you said earlier, Laramie Tunsil, he stonewalled Josh Allen his first matchup with him yesterday, just not his day. I mean, this we haven't seen Laramie Tunsil out of a performance like this. Someone had put up a stat where he hadn't had a performance like this since like 2020, I believe. So it's one of his worst performance games you ever. Think that knee's bothering him? Maybe it is. I mean, what do we know? We don't know much about the injury. Um, but maybe his knee is bothering him. Maybe there's something going on that we don't know. Um, maybe the injury is a little more serious. Mm. But he's out on the field, and that's all I can critique. And if you're out on the field, hey, man, you got to shut down Josh Allen. Like mm. That's what we pay you for. And he he's very vocal about where he thinks he ranks in terms of left tackles in the NFL. Mm -hmm. He certainly did not play like one yesterday. No, uh, 100%. And, you know, to see one of our leaders struggle is, you know, insane. To see the whole entire offensive line struggle really for the first time this year, um, kind of disappointing, man. But overall, you were at the game, correct? Yes. How was that crowd? Fantastic. Mm. Fantastic. When the C.J. Stroud designed run play, Mm -hmm. It was absolutely beautiful. A lot of people said it's not a designed run play. It was a broken – no, that's a designed run play. I've seen it many times with Gary Kubiak and Peyton Manning with the Broncos and Gary Kubiak and some other quarterbacks mm -hmm. with, like, Joe Flacco with the Baltimore Ravens. That is a designed run play. C.J. Stroud holds the ball, looking, takes off, high steps. Tutty, end zone. I am telling you, NRG, when he scored that end zone, 
went berserk. Mm. They went crazy. So crazy that nobody even saw his celebration. Touchdown, Selly, with the offensive line, the receivers, and George Fant getting the punch to the face. Give him the Oscar for the acting job there. Absolutely fantastic. You know where that's from? Uh, Jody. Yeah, baby boy. Yeah, baby. <laughs> um, so, yeah, for people that didn't know it, it, he just he represents California to the fullest. Mm. So to far, so far to the fullest that he believes their food is better and their women are better than Houston. Mm. Yeah, no, he was on a podcast a couple of days ago. We need CJ Shaw to be in a shot a little bit longer before we end. <laughs> trouble in Paradise, Carolina. Frank Wright gone. Josh McCown, who was almost the Houston Texans head coach, gone. I think the running backs coach, what is his name? Deuce Staley. Gone. What is going on in Carolina? Frank Wright becomes the first coach to be fired back-to-back, one and done. Hey, but he's stacking up bread, man. I saw a tweet. I think it was from Big Cat from Barstow. He says, being fired as a head coach with years remaining has to be the best job ever. Hey, man, we know a little something about that. David Coley's like, uh-huh. David Coley's still getting paid. Oh, uh, yeah, guys. y'all guys keep talking. <laughs> you know, love you, Smith, right now. Oh, yeah, how, how you doing, Coley? Uh-huh. I got CJ Stroud for them. Uh-huh. You know, like, Frank Reich, hey, man, it is what it is. You know, I, I was told that they had the best situation for their quarterback. Why did Adam Thielen go? Hey, man, he thought they were going to be a playoff team. He said Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. I mean, I was like, hey, on paper, I was going, hey, this, this looks like a solid Carolina team. I expected a lot better performance from Bryce Young. Um, I somewhat feel a little bad for Frank Reich because it does feel like that that wasn't the quarterback he wanted. Mm. Like if, if it's been reported that it's implied that he wanted C.J. Stroud, mm-hmm. you know, no telling what would have happened <laughs> if he got his wish. Thank God David Tepper is the worst owner right now, taking the torch as the worst owner in the NFL. Who do you think takes that job, though? You know who I'm going to say. You know, I, I know exactly what you're going to say, and I and I can't wait for you to say the man who once was God Himself for the Houston Texans, Bill O'Brien, who was at one point head coach, offensive coordinator, general manager, director of player personnel. Bill O'Brien is going to go to the Carolina Panthers and ruin them some more. Why not? Why not have Bill O'Brien, David Tepper, WrestleMania, main event, the teapot, Bill O'Brien, his way or the highway, David Tepper, overbearing owner, got to listen to anything he says. Ding, ding, ding. Here we go. Let's get it on. I cannot wait to see Bill O. I have to see that. I need that to happen. Bill O'Brien, David Tepper. I definitely need that to happen. Ryan said, I'm curious. You think if the rest had no bad cause or missed cause for both teams, the Texans would win? I mean, I think you would at least be in overtime because yes. the field goal that was missed by Matt Amendola was also, I think, 51 yards, 52 yards. Yeah. Um, 
miss that. So maybe at least over time, anything happens there. But, you know, on to next week, man, we recapped the Houston Texans 24 to 21 lost in Jacksonville. Once again, do not know how Jags fans are proud of this win with so many outliers in this game. Nonetheless, Harley, I got to say, brother, we are on our 50th episode of Believe in Texans. And we want to shout out everyone who has been a part of us the entire way. Thank you. We would not be here if it wasn't for you guys. I remember starting this, you know, right when the Houston Texans traded for Laramie Tunsil. I got my iPhone and I put it right behind a book and I did a video. I'm not sure how Harley got started, but I'm pretty sure it's probably the exact same way. <laughs> you know, started from nothing, and now we are here, man, talking Texans with 48 people here on a Monday night, 641, but it looks like midnight. Harley, let them know where they can find you, and congratulations, brother, on 50 episodes. Yeah, man, thank you. This is awesome, bro. Congratulations to both of us, 50 mm. episodes on the Believe in Texans podcast. So make sure if you're not following, check us out. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. 50 episodes. All right. Yeah, look, we're getting oh, the party started over here. We're turned up over there. <laughs> Maybe it does it again. No, no. Yeah. Well, yeah. okay. <laughs> okay, Restream. I, I see what y'all doing. I see what y'all doing. All right. My boy don't know what he's doing. He, he's trying to be he's trying to be humble like he didn't do that on purpose, bro. <laughs> uh, make sure y'all. Y'all check us out anywhere where y'all stream all your podcasts and platforms. Remember, this episode was presented by Bet Online. Uh, so, again, my name is Harley. You can find me at the lead underscore HOU on YouTube. We are on the road to 5,000 subscribers, uh -oh. currently at 4,900. Exactly. So, make sure you are subscribed to my YouTube channel, to Mr. 713's YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. Appreciate everyone that has liked, watched, commented. And I appreciate everyone that met me at the game. Had a few people come up to me and Danny. It was good to see. Uh, some of them don't know who Danny is. Dan Danny mm. is the behind-the-scenes guy for some of my channel and a lot of my work. He's done very various helps on a lot of my highlight videos. He, he's the guy that does them mm -hmm. or you know any editing. A lot of his edits are his. So he does a great job for me. I uh, appreciate everything he's done. So, yeah, Section 135. Hey, man, appreciate y'all coming through. We also got to see Harley at the tailgate, finally. Shout out to oh, the yeah. Nuff Said tailgaters in the blue lot. Harley pulled up a little bit later. Me and the family were there. But what what'd you think of the experience with the Nuff Said tailgaters? Fun, bro, fun. People from Sweden, bro, like dude, that was crazy. Dude. So for the chat who don't know, they had about 30 to 40 Swedish dudes in there who, yeah. who were on a 14-hour plane ride. and you know they love edm music over there right yeah, so that is all we played today you know i'm sorry yesterday at the tailgate and then sweet caroline came on and you know they lost it <laughs> i don't get the sweet caroline stuff man that's a boston thing but nah dude i had a lot of fun definitely i told danny about it and hey he, we were like hey maybe we come through again one time you know who knows so it's always fun to drink for the free ski shout out <laughs> to the Nuff Sale Tailgaters, guys, find me on YouTube, 713 Houston Sports. You guys have a very blessed rest of your Monday night.
For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.